Internet well. So what kind of greens are typically used then with soap? You've talked a variety of soaps. Uh, so is there any particular that you use to create a certain type of soap? Are there certain ingredients that you always use in each one kind of feel? So one of the things that I was going to make sure I like said, um, <laughs> or say, not said, um, a little fun fact about like soap making in general is that the ingredients that we use, you most likely have at home. Mm -hmm. um, we use... Grapeseed oil. A lot of people use that for cooking. We have a lot of a lot of our carrier oils are actually oils that you can use to cook with. Um, for a cold process soap in of itself, it has palm oil in it, and that's also a, a butter that you can use to cook with. Um, it has shea butter, coconut oil. Everyone has coconut oil at home too. Um, yeah, so. Think that answered the question. But I <laughs> no, it did. It did. Okay, and I good. like that. It's <laughs> like again, you demonstrate that it's like it's homemade in a way. Like yeah. everything here is homemade, yeah. and it goes again. It goes back to the cozy feel. You see, you guys making in here it creates a smell up there, gives a homely vibe to it, and it's also good that the Indians are telling things everyone has at home too. Yep. So it feels then it gives that vibe, which is yep. really good to have, especially in a, like a town like this where it's like everyone kind of has a home, homely vibe to it. That's the great thing of Kutztown. Yeah. So I kind of like that it creates it in a very natural sense of the word. It's not like you guys are making artificial stuff. This is natural, mm -hmm. like all together. I like that. Yeah. Um, that's the part about bath products that I think a lot of people don't know is that you can make most of the stuff at home. Mm -hmm. It's really like, like that's why I said it's not really chemistry. Um, yeah. Like our, our facial scrub is sugar and some some oils like you can use olive oil in a, in a facial scrub you can you know those those are things you have at home that you can make at home um it just i think the beauty industry has made it has sold this idea that bath products have are like these scary concoctions um when they're really not mm -hmm. you know our bath bombs they're primarily baking soda most people have baking soda at home. Right. Um, now, not everyone has citric acid, but... Uh, <laughs> but the ones who do... Yeah, yeah, you can make <laughs> some bath bombs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, citric acid is an ingredient that you can find in a lot of different foods as well as a preservative. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the coating on, um, like, sour, like, candy. Like, okay. Sour Patch yeah. Kids... That mm. stuff is coated in citric acid. So you tell me I could make a bath bomb. Sour <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know if my girlfriend wants to touch me over that, but you know, it's like, you smell sour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, that's why I said that um, it's way closer to cooking and baking. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the tools that we're using to make the products you have in your kitchen, it's measuring cups, um, it's mixing bowls, it's whisks, you know, it really is closer to that than 
than chemistry. That's mm. really cool. So, so can a customer come in here and say, like, I want to make, start from scratch and make my own? Can you do that with them, or is it more you kind of, they tell you what you want and you do it yourself? You're like guiding hand type yeah. of thing? So there's like essentially two answers to that question. And I'll start with the one that you can definitely like come in here and do on the spot with us is because we make everything in the shop, we are able to prep certain products to then make on the spot with a customer. Um, so for an example would be our goat's milk mousse lotion. Ooh. If you open and smell all of them and you're like not loving it, and but you smelled something over in like the body wash section and you're like, oh, I really like this one, but I don't see it in the moisturizers. You can go over to our fragrance bar and we'll make the lotion right on the spot for you. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of, there's a, more products that we can do on the spot than we can't. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for the most part, almost all of our products are customizable. And that's another thing that makes our, our shop very unique. Um, now in terms of like making your own product, the second part of that answer would be we offer parties where Ooh. you can essentially like rent our space for about two to two and a half hours. And we walk you through like a scent smelling part. Like we literally print out menus that have a list of all the scents that you're gonna smell. Most adult parties do like 60 cents. Um, and then you grade the scents, like you indicate which ones you really liked. Right. And then prior to the party, you the person that is holding the party would pick out two products to make. Um, and so then you create your scents for your two products. And then there's a typically enough time to take a break. So then a lot of times for like birthday parties, they'll do pizza or they'll do presents or like something in that break. That gives us time to then set up um, product number one. And essentially we walk you through how to make the product. It's prepped in a similar way that we prep it in terms of the fragrance bar of like being able to do it right on the spot. But instead of us, like, for example, mixing the lotion in the bag, we teach you how to do that. And you get to then like squeeze it in the jar. Um, you know, if it's a body wash, you get to add the scent yourself. You get to color it yourself. You get to shake it, top it off. Like you get to do that part. Right. Um, that's really cool. And that's a really yeah. cool idea. I would have never thought of something like that to do. Yep. It gives me like a wine tasting test. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was that's, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the more fun. Wine, for me wine too, tasting, yeah. you're like, okay. I think you're just tasting the wine, the yeah. You're allowing them to, most places when you drink wine, not going to make you mix the wine. But right. it's like with you guys is like you guys can create something new from it which i like mm -hmm. that so everyone can like kind of just create their own kind of smell to it yeah which i really like also you guys love pizza so it's like that's cool in a wine tasting place <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i can yeah. honestly say i'm from south jersey and i don't think there's anything like that around where like i'm from mm -hmm. there's plenty of like paint and wine wine and paints yeah. wine and cheese places that yeah. you can do like parties like that i think like my mom and sisters would have loved something like that but i don't i don't know off the top of my head if there's anything like that in our area that's a really cool idea Hello, everyone. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the SBDC podcast. Now, if you are a small business owner, or work at Kutztown University and would like to become a guest on the very podcast, you can contact us at azawo 231 at live.kutztown.edu. Again, that is azawo 231 
at live.kutztown.edu. Now, back to the show. In addition to the in-store parties, we also offer takeout parties where mm. we essentially pack you like a kit. Um, it would contain all the all of the preps that you need to make your products, all of the oils, all the colors, all the other supplies. Like if you need us, we use spatulas to scrape the bags for our lotions. Um, we would pack you that. We essentially pack you everything that you would need to do a party yourself. Okay. And that includes a script. So like, and we, they're written extensively so that way it is like no-brainer like anyone can do it anyone can follow the script and feel confident in actually doing the products or making the products that's really cool and it goes back to like what you said it's more almost like baking and cooking rather than something else like the chemistry side like you said because that's what it sounds like it sounds like you could read like you're reading a cookbook you're making Mm -hmm. cookies meanwhile you're making lotions and yeah uh, we literally have a recipe book right that's all of our like product recipes in it yeah um because you know we we are a legitimate business obviously um so that means we we have standards we uh we want to see consistency in our products things like that so we do have recipes um, and things like that. I also really like, though, is like that you can still help guide the people here. So when someone comes in, you're still there to help guide them kind of what, kind of where they want to go with the smells or the, or scents they kind of want to go for. And even with your indirect, like directions, it's like you give them the kit, there's still a helping hand there to help them understand like the right process, the right ways of doing things. Absolutely. So I love that you guys still here, even when outside, it's like you guys are still here to make sure that like, people are taking the right steps to kind of get the, what they want. Cause you guys, you want to help them get the smells and the soap they want. Yep. So I kind of like that. You guys kind of guide them yeah. in a very nice way. So I like that. Part of a larger part of why Joanne even started this business was because back a lot of years ago, there was not nearly as much variety on the shelves at grocery stores for, for bath products. Mm-hmm. You did not have like, 20 different shampoo options you didn't have six million different body wash options you really were limited and for people that have skin conditions like eczema or psoriasis there wasn't really a lot of options for that either or Mm -hmm. products that were unscented because a lot of times with those kind of skin conditions you need to be using unscented products yeah um and so joanne had started making her own like bath products because there wasn't what there it just wasn't out there for her um and then she was a student up at the university she was in um she was an art student i believe mm. and she's actually a fine artist by like i guess by trade i guess <laughs> on the side yeah yeah that's like how she's like that's what she started with initially um and she walked down uh main street and she saw the storefront was for rent and she just kind of like took a leap of faith and opened the business and it was not nearly as as extensive as it is today mm-hmm. um, but it was a start yeah, yeah she started with like i think 10 to 40 fragrances and now um, you have now, now we have 400 yeah um and so yeah she always she did the customization that was like part of it is she wanted to be able to offer options to people just as much as she wanted the options mm-hmm. um so yeah that's like that's kind of how this all started is because there wasn't 
the variety that there is today. Um, and it's really cool too. It wasn't as simple too. Like ingredient lists weren't as like simple as right. they yeah. could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big value of ours here is trying to make sure that our, our ingredient list is readable, like that you can actually see some ingredients that you recognize and feel comfortable like putting on your body um, and trying to be as simple as we can in our ingredient list. That's, but to clarify though, there are certain things that you need to put in products to preserve them. Otherwise they'll get moldy or you need mm-hmm. to refrigerate right. them. Like things like that. So there are some ingredients that do need to go in there. Um, sometimes people get a little carried away with the like, <laughs> yep. it needs to be all natural. <laughs> and like, we get that. We are in alignment with that. Uh, but there are certain things that you gotta, that, that you gotta have in there. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great story though of how Joanne's really started this. Cause a couple of companies we've talked to, all like small businesses have kind of had the same thing. It was never like really had a passion for this or it's mm-hmm. kind of like I enjoyed it and I wanted to try it out and see yeah. what happens. And now you guys are a great example of that here you are 21 years later, yep. a bigger store, 300 more <laughs> fragrances than you had before. Yes. Yeah. So along those lines, uh, as we'd mentioned, Joanne is going to eventually down the road, pass the company down to you. Uh, I know it's still a little ways away, but it was really an emotional aspect that when you step into her shoes, that you're going to have of losing Joanne or really you moving into Joanne's role and realizing that you're taking over her, her empire. Yeah. <laughs> empire. empire. Yeah. <laughs> I think she will actually get a kick out of that. <laughs> you call that an empire. <laughs> she is the queen. <laughs> um, she, uh, because she's been able to sustain this business for so long and she's been a community staple there are so many customers that come in here that have like personal relationships with her mm-hmm. that the biggest, the word that comes to mind with that question is imposter syndrome. <laughs> Just like this sense of like, am I going to like be able to hold this up mm-hmm. right. that like she did um, with her help? I, I, definitely know I can um again this is like early on yeah so yeah. yeah she's still here yeah and uh and it's not like when she retires she's gonna just like ghost me and like oh, right. just disappear yeah, yeah. Here go. <laughs> um she'll still I think continue to be mm-hmm. a mentor and like be right. be willing actually in her like write-up of what she kind of was looking for um in exchange for the business one of it was she still wants to work here oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she like still wants less to do like two to three days yeah, right. yeah yeah which is great <laughs> yeah to have like to still then in the future then you know that she'll still be there in case you do need help yep she knows like probably everything that it goes through with emotions that go into it so she'll still be there as a guide or help for you to kind of like make sure it's like this is okay yep this everything is gonna happen how it's gonna happen yeah which is so great to have even when the opportunity came up um about me taking over the business when she retires. In the back of my mind, I always kind of was like, but would I actually be capable of doing it? And then there was a further, there was a conversation later that she had had with um, a woman that helps us out sometimes during the holidays that she then like texted me about. And I was like, oh, she's like telling other people that that might be a thing. Right. So like that means she believes in my ability to essentially It's like having her blessing. On. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the um, best to have in yeah. that situation. Yeah. Yep. So then that's actually like what made me approach her about it then. Because mm-hmm. um, I had I had very loosely in the start of twenty twenty three said that if 
I'm not loving where I'm at with my other career at the end of 2023, I would be willing to like come talk about, you know, mm -hmm. taking it over. And some things had happened um, that just led that conversation to happen sooner. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it was kind of unexpected, but I wouldn't change it. It's like destiny. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like no yeah. matter what, what yeah. you still got to, the, still went landed where you were. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think everything happens for a reason. So, you know. There's that. <laughs> and she was there waiting. Yeah. yeah. Hello, everyone. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the SBDC podcast. Now, if you are a small business owner or work at Kutztown University and would like to become a guest on the very podcast, you can contact us at azawo231 at live.kutztown.edu. Again, that is azawo231 at live.kutztown.edu. Now, back to the show. So, uh, with it, so going on with that, Joanne's probably giving you advice already early on with this kind of thing. But is there any advice to kind of you won't give to someone? You know, you didn't start this business; you're still in control of it in some way, and you are going to be in control of it. And you've worked in this. So, is there any kind of advice you want to give to people who are starting out in a small business, either in the sense of fragrances or just in sense of just small businesses themselves? Is there kind of anything you kind of like? advice you want to give to somebody out there who's thinking about doing it yeah just do it do the hard work put in put in the hard work um and when i say just do it do it even though it's scary um and i even say that as <laughs> i guess technically i'm already a small business owner because of my other career um <laughs> <laughs> so uh, some background on that that's very separate <laughs> from this. Um, like I said, I got my master's degree from Kutztown, um, and it's in clin clinical mental health counseling. Mm -hmm. I graduated in 2021. I was contracting with some private practices out in Wyoming, and um, after some things had happened, I eventually just went out on my own, and I mm -hmm. have my own entity that I do therapy through. That's um, cool. Awesome. So I technically own my own business yeah. <laughs> already. Hey, you can give advice in that area too. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> um, so when I say like do the scary stuff, um, when I decided to go out on my own and like do my own entity or start my own entity, um, you know, it was kind of scary because mm. like I had contracted with private practices, but I never like, I obviously didn't see the back end of it. I was like, can I actually like run my own like practice? Like, is mm -hmm. this a thing? Um, you know, so some of that, you have to take a leap of faith that if you're passionate enough about it, it will all work out at some point mm -hmm. and in some way. Um, but do the scary work. 
that's actually if you're scared to do something that probably is a bigger indicator that you should you should do it right mm -hmm. um because it means you so care much. about yeah. it mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's, that'd be no i love that yeah. like again that's many people should do is if you're scared of doing something that you just love yep just do it it's right. awesome that was like a double whammy question yeah it was <laughs> yeah we got a double whammy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so kind of wrapping up here, I know you've given so many cool facts and fun facts about <laughs> <laughs> making fragrances, soaps, lotions, everything that you guys produce. Do you have one more left that somebody might not know, or <sighs> have we run the bank dry of <laughs> fun like, facts? You know? <laughs> yeah, about any of your products. <laughs> Let me think for a second, because I feel like uh, when I talk about Paisley to other people, I'm always kind of like giving information mm -hmm. about stuff that most people don't know about. Um, you surprised both of us. I mean, we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Walking away with a lot of dollars today. <laughs> um, this is uh, it's about candles. Perfect. <laughs> um, you know, there are a lot of people that do make their own candles out there. Um, and it's not that hard, but there is. Okay, this is where I guess a little bit of science comes in. <laughs> um, Give it to us. Come on. No, so, there's science majors. <laughs> We're here for it. Yeah. So when you make candles, um, depending on what wax you have or you're using, it has to be heated to a certain temperature before your scent can be added, because otherwise your scent won't bind to the wax or you'll burn off your scent. So that's another fact, mm, I guess, yeah. is that scents <laughs> have what is called a flashpoint, and that is the max temperature that it can reach before it evaporates and it just oh. like then you just don't smell it that is cool yeah so we heat our wax to between 185 to 195 degrees before we add our our scent and then you mix it um if it doesn't bind the way we would tell that is if we see any wax or not wax sorry scent pulling to the top once it's hardened mm -hmm. um it will literally kind of like it looks like sweat like it looks sweaty right. yeah um so yeah I can honestly say I never would have known that if I didn't ask that question. Yeah, I got <laughs> no scent burned off. Neither yeah. did I. That's actually like, that's, that's unique. That's like a fun fact right there. Uh, yeah. I was like, did no yeah. scent burn? <laughs> yeah. Did not know that. I'm going to go hit somebody with that. <laughs> Driving back home. Yeah, I'm going to call my buddy. You know? Hey, you want to know a fun fact? <laughs> Dad's out in the Eastern. Like, hey. yeah. uh, now I'm like remembering all the fun facts that I have. Well, do you have any other ones real quick um, you want to give off? That... This is more clarifying misconception that some people might have about like fragrance oils versus essential oils or like just even knowing the difference. Kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so most people, some people will come in and they'll be like, what essential oils do you have? And we'll be like, here's all our essential oils. And they'll kind of be trying to work with just essential oils mm -hmm. because they have this assumption that fragrance oils are bad. Um, and that's not necessarily true, you know, fragrance oils, the only reason, ugh, how do I, let me back up. <laughs> essential oils are called essential oils because of the properties that they bring or that can come, that they can distribute or, um, not apply the properties that they have that are beneficial to topical applications, things like that. Um, it's because they're derived directly from their plant or tree or that kind of thing. Right. Um, and essential oils are distilled typically through like a high steam process. 
Um, and that's actually kind of why they tend to be a little bit more expensive is because you have to go through this kind of long process to get them. Right. Um, but just because it's not an essential oil doesn't make it necessarily bad for topical applications. Um, fragrance oils are just made through chemistry by mimicking a scent and then it's made in a lab. Um, so like, for example, you can't get a cupcake essential oil because you can't steam like <laughs> high, like hot, hot steam. You can't steam a cupcake Not to extract that. its it's oil. <laughs> <laughs> That's too fire. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of misconception about essential oil versus fragrance oil and one being better than the other. Um, now there are certain products that we will only use essential oil and because of the intention behind the product, so like, for example, a, fa a facial toner, there is an intention behind that product in that it's supposed to balance the pH of your skin. Right. Um, and so for that reason, we want to then use an essential oil that's gonna add certain properties. Like lavender is very anti-inflammatory um, and it's great for dry skin. So if you have dry skin or a dry like facial complexion, we would recommend a toner that has lavender essential oil in it. Thank you. So. <laughs> I am someone who needs that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be, I guess, a fun fact. I don't know. Yeah, that is. We're just that clarifying. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for using the examples because I was getting lost there. For a second. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But it, it, you reeled it back in with the company. Good. Very good. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Trisha, for coming on. And uh, remember, this is Paisley and Company in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. Uh, we appreciate you have, having you on. We appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck going forward. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm.